Hey friend, I'm so excited that you're listening to this episode of the Inspiring Honey podcast. Today we'll be talking with Tanner and we'll be diving so deep. The Holy Spirit is definitely moving in this conversation and I can't wait to hear how it convicts your heart as much as it convicted mine. If you don't already know, the Inspiring Honey shop has amazing, cute, and cozy apparel and resources to help you dive deeper into your faith and help us give back to biblical charities. Head over to inspiringhoney.com to check out the shop and stay up to date with all blog posts, podcasts, and all things the Inspiring Honey ministry. Without further ado, let me introduce you to Tanner. Tanner is a small-town Kentucky holistic health coach, online business educator, speaker, and host of Chasing Freedom Show podcast. Not too long ago, she says you could find her in a gym from sunrise to sunset training clients. She was struggling and confused about what her future looked like. But in 2017, after she got married to her husband, she took a massive leap forward in her faith and decided to take her coaching business to the online world. She says that was one of the best decisions she's ever made. You can now catch her snuggled up in her farmhouse, dreaming of all the ways that she can help women experience freedom in their bodies and a level of health that only Jesus can provide. Here are some things that she really enjoys. Seeing women create routines and habits that feed their eternal health. Watching women move from body hatred to freedom. From worldly expectations and pressure. Building up other leaders who are running impactful online businesses in this world and providing for their families. She loves aesthetic coffee shops. And she's a coach that wants to give you the permission to do health and business in a way that's set apart from this world. Because you are set apart, sis. I can't wait to dive into today's conversation with Tanner. So let's just get to it. Hey, Tanner, thank you so much for being on this podcast today. We are so excited to have you. Thank you, Gabrielle. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. Ah, I'm super hyped. You are so sweet. I loved being on your podcast, and I'm just so excited to have a conversation. So the first question I have um, that I ask everybody who's on the Inspiring Honey podcast is, what helps you live inspired? Oh, man. I feel like I'm inspired by different things depending on the season, ultimately. Um, I think probably the denominator, though, would be, or the common denominator would be my testimony, my story. Mm -hmm. Kind of what I'm walking through normally is the inspiration for where I go next in life. Um, And I know just coming out of this season on March 10th, we found out we were having our first baby, but that was also the day that quarantine really started. (laughs) And so that kind of sparked the most lazy season I can remember in my life of all time (laughs) because schedules changed, work changed, like the pace of life for everyone changed, everything shut down. And then also I was going through my first trimester, which everyone knows required or basically steals all your energy. And so, yeah, I, that inspired me to come out of that. And recently, I guess I'm just inspired by, um, 
really making sure that my motives and my routines and what I do throughout a day are actually rooted in grace and in truth, um, in God's word. I think I was starting to get a little bit lazy with the way that I was reading the word and my prayer life and just my relationship as a whole began to get a little lazy, which is not a good place to be spiritually. And so I think I recently, just within the last couple of weeks, kind of have a new spark in me because I'm realizing that um, I, I am like the word will always inspire me. His truths will always inspire me because it's so active. It's so alive. It's so relevant to today. And I've just really gotten that new fire back. So I'm really excited about that because that first trimester was rough, lazy, and very slow paced compared to what I'm used to. <laughs> that is so relatable, though, because I feel like we all go through seasons in our lives, whether we are pregnant or, I don't know, something happens at work or school where we kind of get in like a lazy rut, but we really need his inspiration to draw us out of it. Totally, totally. Well, congratulations on being pregnant. I know I follow you online, and the pictures you and your husband have been sharing are so stinking cute. Thank you. We're so excited. It was definitely a longer journey than we ever had imagined, but we definitely are feeling like two little kids right now, ready to raise up another kid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you talked about this a little bit in when I asked uh, what causes you to live inspired, but could you just tell us a little bit more about your testimony and what God has done in your life to lead you to where you are today with health coaching and business coaching and just doing everything you're doing? Yeah. So I really did life on my own without a relationship with God until I was truly about 22 years old. I grew up going to church, but I never had a true intimate relationship with Jesus. I never understood the Holy Spirit. And so it wasn't until college and a lot of really lost years. You know, I have incredible parents who continuously poured into me, helped me through life. But when you go off, when you go off to college, you are, it's a whole new life. It's a whole new world. You're figuring it out. You're making friends and you're also trying to figure out what you want to do for your career. And so in that, I got pretty lost and I ended up, I was playing at a division two school. I was playing softball and softball was my world. It was what made me feel the most me, the most confident. I was a pitcher. I was able to somewhat control the game as a pitcher, which is very much my personality as as just a leader. I've always liked to lead groups that I've been a part of. And I got injured when I first got there and kind of had the sport ripped away from me after that and never really was able to come back to the mound, to that place where I was confident. And so I was trying to find confidence in so many other things that left me super empty in college. And whether that was the relationship with the guys that I was in, if it was the girls that I would hang with and drink with on the weekends and stuff, um, or even just my grades and excelling in school. I was an accounting degree and really just wanted to make good money because um, my family had just lost their their money and basically went bankrupt when I was in high school. And I knew I wanted financial security. And so I was just basically trying to figure out who the heck I was how the heck to live life, and also what I believed in, because I wasn't sure. In fact, in college, I kind of 
I went into college saying, yeah, I'm a Christian. I believe in God and stuff. And then I had to take some religion classes for my school and it kind of got my mind wandering. And then I went to Ghana on a mission trip. And again, I was, it kind of just left me super lost. Like, do I actually believe what I say I believe? And if I do, what is it that I believe? Like, what do I, what would I say I believe? And so that kind of lasted through my four years of college And then God really met me right there. Mm -hmm. And as I was entering into, you know, post-college, starting a career and stuff, it was like a moment, seriously. And I know a lot of people's stories aren't like that, but I was about to move to Denmark with the boyfriend that I was dating. He was going to play professional basketball, and I had already gotten a job there as a personal trainer because I got certified in college because I really got into health and fitness in college. And so that was my plan, but he had gone over there first. I was going to come a couple weeks later. I had already sent all my luggage for the year we were going to live there. And I decided too, with my luggage, that I was going to throw my Bible on top because, you know, I might want that in that year and I haven't dove into that much or whatever. So I threw that on top with really no intention, but little did I know that was kind of the start of. God really opening up my eyes. And then I got a phone call from him literally a couple days before I was about to hop on the plane. And he had already been cut from the team. He was sent home and that was no longer going to be a part of the story. And in that moment, I vividly remember feeling more clear than I had in a long time, like since high school on who I was, who I was supposed to be, what I was working towards. And God just spoke to me so much. It's like, that's not the story I have for you, Tanner. Like Mm -hmm. your story is in me. Like if you don't have this foundation in me, you don't have anything. And so I actually ended that relationship just because it was not a really healthy relationship. And got an apartment, got a job. And it was just me and God, like just trying to figure it out, figure out who he was, understand that this could be a friendship I could have with him. And he could provide me so much more than all these other things that I was spending time working for. And that really is what started that relationship. And God's really taken me on a journey ever since I met my husband after that, I've started a business and he's truly, I mean, it was a miracle. Honestly, that day and that phone call of him getting cut from the team was just a true miracle, the perfect timing. (laughs) And I'm just grateful that I had that moment by myself in that room with God, because I'm not sure where I would be if, if I wasn't able to discern, like, this is God's voice, you know, and Mm -hmm he's here and he wants me and I'm, I'm done being this lost sheep. Like he's found me. That is so amazing. And I love how you took like a closed door and used it to just trust God. And like a lot of people could look at that experience and think their whole plan was ruined, but you were able to look at it and say, okay, God, I know what you're calling me to do. And I just love how like you humbled yourself in that situation and how he was able to use that to push you closer to him. Cause so many times we experience stuff like that where our plans aren't going to happen, where we don't get into the college we want, or we don't get that job. And it can feel like, like the end of the world, but your testimony just proves that God is working in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like you said, like I saw that closed door as an opportunity instead of 
a poor pitiful me mm-hmm. and it humbled me. I desperately needed that humbling. And I know if, I don't know why that moment was different other than like the Holy spirit had to have completely taken over. And there are so many other instances before that where I was chasing pure pleasure in my life. What made me feel good in that very moment? <clears throat> and then it would lead me to really lonely nights doing really toxic things with really toxic people and then feeling even more lost. And so, yeah, I'm just grateful that I was able to see it and have that perspective because that wasn't my story before that, you know? I just love your heart in that. And I love how you just allow God to have that and you're able to like walk free from that. But I just want to ask for somebody who might be in that situation. I know a lot of the girls who listen to my podcast are in college or in high school um, or even a little bit older who are questioning their faith and their relationship with Jesus. And they're kind of in that space where it's just all they've been grown up with. It's all they've been taught. What would you tell them to be like, hey, like God is so real. Like he is using everything you're going through. Yeah. I I mean, if I look back at that time, there's a lot of things that I want to say to her, to me. (laughs) I, a lot of it was the people I was with. I Mm -hmm. wasn't alone much. And I think that is really important. You know, it's, it's important to be in good godly community. And it's also important to be alone with God. Like I never spent time alone. And so being able to figure things out was impossible because I never gave myself space to hear his voice. And God doesn't scream. He doesn't talk to me in burning bushes. Like he, (laughs) it's a still small whisper, you know, and I didn't start hearing that until I did. I ended that relationship and I also said no to a lot of things that I'm not going to lie were once really fun for me, but they also were full of sin, full of temptation and ended up leaving me again, feeling super empty. And so what I would say is, you know, you believe in the maturity that comes with the spirit. Mm. I think sometimes we're waiting on maturity just through life experiences or the next relationship we have with the next guy, but true maturity and true wisdom or true knowledge comes from God. It comes from a relationship with God. That's really close. That's close. Like the closest friend that you have, but with unconditional love, because the truth is like we have this love that we have say with a really, really good friend or a boyfriend or whatever. And we say we love them unconditionally, But if they go and they cheat on you or they stab you behind your back a million times, like, are you really going to love them all the same, you know? And I think sometimes we forget how big God's love is because we feel like we've messed up too much that we can't get that close to him because he wouldn't want to get that close to us. And I know that was that was me. Like, I was doing a lot of things that I know in the eyes of God were not right. And so I struggled with, like, desiring to even want to get close to him because who would want to get close to someone who's been so disobedient for so long? Um, so yeah, I think just believing in that, finding that stillness, and then also just taking a, just a mature radar, a spiritual radar and saying, like, where am I spending time that may be pulling me away from 
growing in in relationship with God or living out a calling in God and who am I spending time with or should be spending time with that would help me in that or that I could help too and that's just something I never even took time to do that I wish someone could have sat me down and just said Tanner this is what I see and just gave me some truth bombs you know Mm. that is so good and I just love how you said that nothing you, you made the point about like how sometimes we can think that God would never love us because of how sinful and bad we are. And I think that it is just so humbling and amazing to hear you say like, no, he really does love us through everything we do. And it's so much deeper than we can understand. Cause if somebody treated us the way that we treat God, sometimes like we wouldn't want them, but he still wants us. Right, and that's why I'm excited to you understand this because you're already a mom, but I can't wait to be a mom because I get a little bit more of that depth of God's love. Like, oh, yeah. your son could mess up over and over and over. He could throw a million tantrums, and yes, <laughs> you're going to get frustrated and annoyed or whatever, but your love for him's not going to change. You're going to love him the same, mm. and I'm really excited because I feel like that's going to give me a better image of God, which is only going to mature my spirit to help other people know him and like to, to go out and be a disciple, which I think parenthood does for us anyway. So yeah, I mean, when you're in college and your biggest priorities is how you look, what, you know, what clothes you're wearing. And if you're succeeding in class or whatever, you don't think about unconditional love from God I just wasn't thinking about that and I really was missing so much opportunity of freedom from all the bondage that I was bound in in those years I 100% agree with what you said because since becoming a mom um it's just helped me understand God's love for us so much more actually this morning C was throwing like tantrums all morning and he was just we were just having a difficult day. Um, yeah. But at the end of it, he came over and like gave me a big hug. And I was like, oh, you're the best thing ever. And it's because he is like, no matter what he does, like he's going to have those tough days. And I'm sure I stress him out. But at the end of the day, like he's still my son and he is still like so wonderful in my eyes. Right. Absolutely. That's such good imagery. So can you tell me a little bit about how being a health coach and a mentor to so many women um, has shown you all these mistakes that maybe you've made in your past and that you witness people seeing that are jeopardizing their health and their relationship with Jesus? Oh, man. Oh, man. I don't even know where to start with that. (laughs) Honestly, I'm just so grateful for the foundation that God has allowed this to be built on. Because if I would have started this business and stuff without Jesus, this would have, it would have been really hard to navigate these relationships I was able to have with women, if that makes sense. So, you know, mentoring women through their health journeys and their relationship with God and the relationships that they're in with men or desire to be in or whatever, it's, it's a huge responsibility because I know how easy it is to be caught in the bondage of our own bodies and Mm -hmm. how much that can steal the freedom that God has so freely given us that he talks about in Galatians. And that's really hard for me to witness now that I've been able to come out on the other side. But at 
the same time, it ignites something in me that's like, I, I'm going to keep going after these women because that's not it. Like, they don't have to live that way. And I never thought, like, if you would have asked me five years ago, Tanner, you're not going to be stressing about how much sugar you're eating and how many carbs you're eating. And you're not going to be stressing about, you know, having to if get quick food sometimes because that's the only thing convenient. It's not going to make you completely falter and you know, have a bad rest of the day or you're going to be able, Tanner, to enjoy something and not let it trickle into, a, you know, a, a spiral of eating really bad or overeating or sneak eating or whatever it is. I would have looked you in the face and been like, yeah, that might be your story, but I don't think you know how much I actually struggle with this. And when I was really struggling, too, with food and body image, it wasn't something I told people about. It was something I internally struggled with and I wasn't out there saying yeah I'm like sneak eating in my car when no one's around I wasn't telling anyone that you know I was just struggling and so I I remember these stories and I think that's a huge part of a relationship with God too it's like we get to remember these stories and in our own testimony because there are women that have followed me that are listening to this right now that totally just resonated with what I just said about they're struggling in their body. They're thinking about food constantly or they're thinking about their body constantly. They look in the mirror and they hate what they see. They want to change almost everything. And you, they, they feel so heard right now. And just by being able to speak like, hey, that was my story. And now listen where I'm at. Like, mm. I can actually look in the mirror. And I'm still like in the awkward phase of pregnancy where your stomach's just growing like, and still say, like, this is so cool. I love this. <laughs> and and I just never in a million years would have thought that I could get to this point. But it's not because of the food that I'm eating or that I'm exercising so perfectly or that I'm not missing a beat or I'm not missing a day or that my consistency looks stellar. It's because God wrote a story that was completely different for us mm-hmm. as, as his children. And it's not to live a life that's bound by how you look like on the outside. And then there's this other beautiful side of it too, where I love to talk about, you know, nourishing and stewarding our body because it actually is a temple for the Holy spirit. So I talk about this a lot in the sense that we often feel like we own our bodies, but truly God owns our body. We are called to be good managers of our body. And so when you can actually wake up, instead of seeing your body as a curse, seeing it as an actual gift from God that you get to go out and do really cool things. You get to have those like hard, hard belly laughs where you can't stop. You get to do all those cool things in your body that's a gift. And when you start to see it like that and the way he designed it, you don't want to treat it like crap. You don't want to feel. You don't want to fill it with crap. You want to be a better steward. You want to have better balanced meals and stuff because you want the energy to live out the calling. And so, yeah, I think it's just like constantly renewing my mind and remembering like this is the true calling for our bodies for like why we were given food to eat, and then just going and sharing that story because there's a lot of women out there that truly are just bound by self-sabotage, overeating, you know, expectations with their body because of how they want to look for men or other women or whatever. And I'm just not here for it. 
I love that. And I just, I really relate to that because I've gotten to mentor women with holistic nutrition just a little bit. And so far, my whole thing has just been consistently, God has been putting on my heart that our bodies are a temple for the Holy Spirit and not our own and that we are bought with a price. And I just wish that like everybody could know that and hold on to that and know that they see their flaws, but God sees their beauty because he, mm-hmm. we are his masterpieces. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's one thing to hear those verses, right? You're beautifully and wonder, wonderfully made. And we hear all of these things, but it's such a personal experience. And I think that's where I have to have a lot of grace. Like, you know, I've, I've come through on the other side of this now. And yes, I still have days I struggle. But ultimately, like, I'm like, thank God I have this freedom because I don't have to live in that anymore. And there are days when I start to lose patience with women because I'm like, you know, I'm telling you this, you're saying that you hear it, but then you're still dealing with the same stuff, the same sin, the same this, the same thought process, the toxic thoughts. And I can lose patience and and sometimes lose that grace that I know God has for us. It's such a you know, the, the verses do something when we actually understand them. Mm -hmm. And it's, it goes from our head, like, oh, I've heard that verse before, down to our heart. And it's like, oh, that changed me. Mm-hmm. Like, I have an in-depth understanding of that. And so, yeah, I challenge a lot of my women. I'm like, I know you want to run to the next diet. I know you want to run to asking me to tell you exactly what to eat and what the best snacks are. But if you can run to your Bible, I promise you long-term in a year from now, you're going to look back and be like, wow, I spent more time working on my spiritual health than I did my physical health, and now look at my physical health. Mm, I was just reading um, in Luke today, and it says in Luke 4, um, verse 4, that man cannot live on bread alone. And Jesus specifically said that, and that just, like, hit me in the heart this morning. And I was like, yo, like, I can eat all that I want. I can be filled by the world all that I want, but nothing's going to satisfy us fully except Jesus. And you are just such an amazing mentor because of the heart that you have and just the, the experiences that you've walked through to speak into other women's lives. I know how valuable that is, how amazing it is to have for you to be a teacher who's gone through what so many of the women that you work with go through. Yeah, it's, it really is such a privilege to be able to use that story and to help other women. And honestly, one of the things I like constantly praise God for is for, so I always talk about this in the business world, but there's a feeling I want people to feel when they come to my Instagram or they listen to my podcast or they just simply hear my voice. And it's, I want them to feel safe. Mm -hmm. And I praise God every day for that because women truly feel safe in that space. I get stories like that you can never imagine. My husband is always like, she told you that or whatever. And I'm like, yes, a complete stranger that I've never talked to in my whole life felt comfortable enough with me to share that so I can speak this truth into her. And a lot of times it comes with us like, oh gosh, that was like so much that I don't even know what to say, but God always comes through with the right words in the right time. But 
<laughs> it's such a privilege to be able to have a space where women do feel safe. I feel like the luckiest gal in the world to call this a business, but also just call it a, more than that, a ministry. Mm, I relate to that so much. That's one of my favorite things is being able to actually talk to the women in my community and pray over them and actually hear about what they're going through. Um, even though like we don't know them in person, we are able to build such relationships. And I feel like sometimes it's easier to come to somebody like us than somebody in their own personal life because we're a little bit detached from the situation. And what a gift it is that you have such a heart for so many people. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's, it comes with its challenges, you know, and you were just saying that, you know, it's easier to come to us. I think that's it a lot. Like, we, you know, we are so vulnerable on our pages. I'm constantly sharing stories and struggles and victories and stuff. And so that's one reason why people feel like they can share. And also, you're right, I don't know them personally. And so it comes with, there's no judgment, right? I can just share this with her, maybe get some advice or whatever. But I will say, I do challenge a lot of people who open up with such like clear stories with lots of details to go into community of people that actually know them. Because I know for myself, if it's one thing to tell a stranger something, it's another thing to tell my husband something like when I tell my husband something that I'm fighting or battling or sin that I'm struggling with, I'm so much more apt to like, he's going to follow through with me. He's going to ask me how that's going. Whereas all those girls that have reached out to me, as much as I would love to like continuously be able to constantly follow up with them and stuff, it's not always possible. And so I do challenge you, you know, if you are one of those people who it feels safer online to tell a stranger your story and get advice, that's okay. But don't let it stop there. Like let it keep going into your deep community where you can, you can get that accountability too that you're going to need from close people. Mm, I definitely agree with you. That's one thing that I always try to encourage other um, women and girls that contact me to just go to the pastor at their church, go to a community group because God grows us through the people he surrounds us with if they're godly people. I think there's so much value in community. Um, But I wanted to ask you if a woman was listening today and she wants to start slowing down and getting healthy and just deepening her relationship with Jesus and starting starting to be spiritually healthy, but physically healthy, what are three applicable tips you would give her to walk away from this podcast episode with to feel like, okay, I I know what I need to do to start getting healthy. I know the steps to take and the track to go on. Okay, this is really good. And I'm going to go with three off the top of my head solely because you asked for three, but just know I could say so much, (laughs) but I love good practical steps to take away. And, um, so first of all is kind of what I just said a second ago is if you can commit this next year, and I know that feels really big, but it should be big because spiritual maturity, it takes time. Like we got to work through some stuff, right? I have a lot of ugly in my heart that I'm still working through, but if you can commit to becoming more spiritually healthy then you do physically healthy, you're going to reap some awesome fruit. 
Like you're going to, it's going to be a whole heck of a lot different year than if you chase after physical health. If we're out here chasing after our physical body to look different, to be smaller on the scale, to get in a smaller pant size, ultimately, what is that doing for the kingdom of God? You know, and I think that a lot of times we do that in a way that is not sustainable, meaning like we'll jump on a diet, we'll do this like short accountability program. Yes, we lose the weight. Yes, we feel more energy. And and that brings other good things in our life. But then, you know, six months down the road, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm bigger than I was when I started or I feel more tired than I was when I started because I'm not doing that. And then what you want to do, and this is what diet culture desires you to do, they want you to come back. And you will because it worked for you before. They're no dummies. They want to make money. And so I think for myself, that was it, like, There was a moment in the shower. I was bawling, crying. I couldn't take it another day. I hated my body. I was so sick of thinking of food and my body more than I thought about other people. And I I just couldn't do it anymore. And I was just like, God, I'm done. Like, I'm done chasing after this perfect body and holding up this stamina as a health coach that I feel like I have to have. This is exhausting. I'm not really helping anyone. I'm suffering, you know. And anyways... I just think, one, pursuing spiritual health and spending more time in that than you do in your physical health, it's going to give you the discipline that you that you desire for your physical health. It's going to give you that. That God does that. <laughs> he is a God that gives us discipline. You don't have to have all the willpower in the world to be healthy. So that's number one. Number two is... Um, start really, really small. So let's think practical health stuff now because you definitely can focus on that. It's just not giving all your time to it. Start really, really small. Think of maybe one habit right now that you have that is not nurturing your body, that's not stewarding your body, it's not nourishing you in any way that you maybe want to just, you know, replace with a better habit or whatever. So I know for me, what I often do and what I see in women is we try to add something else to our plate. So we're like, okay, I'm just going to start cooking dinner every single night. Well, we already have busy plates. We already have a lot going. So adding something else to it without subtracting is going to feel overwhelming. It's going to be really, really hard to stick to. And so I like to say, hey, what is one thing that you know is not nourishing? your body. Let's re- just replace that with something else. Cause when you can do that, replace stuff, you find, you end up finding more energy, more time and more stillness than you've ever had before, rather than adding a bunch of like healthy habits to your plate all of a sudden. So that's tip number two. And then tip number three is don't do it alone. Um, you know, get an accountability partner. I'm all about mentors and coaches and investing in yourself. I'm such an advocate for that, but just don't do it alone. If you have a friend that you can go sit down with and really express like, this is how I'm feeling right now. 
this is what I'm desiring. And another way to get even more deep in that conversation is tell them your biggest fear. Tell them your biggest fear with this journey that you have, you know, and really express that to them. Because I think that's where we really get to the root of some of the stuff that needs cleansing in order to take that next big step. So whether it be with a friend, you invest in a coach of some sort, or um, you just do it with a small community or whatever that you start whatever just don't do it alone um really get in community and realize like you said like we become who we surround ourselves with and that's really important to realize and so who do you want to become and who are you going to surround yourself with Mm, those are so so good I love everything that you said and just the wisdom you shared you have such a beautiful heart for Jesus and for other women and I'm just so thankful um, to have had this opportunity to speak with you but where can girls that listen to today's episode go ahead and follow you and connect with you and learn from you yeah so I am on Instagram the most it's at trainer tanner And then I also have a podcast that you recently were probably on or about to be um, called The Chasing Freedom Show. So my business is called Chasing Freedom, but my social media handle is Trainer Tanner. And yeah, I'm on stories on there. You can message me on there. Don't let this conversation end here if you feel a spark in you, something in your gut or spirit telling you to like reach out, genuinely reach out. I'd love to have a conversation, um, hear a little bit more of your story and just kind of see where we can help navigate your next step. Awesome. And I really suggest following Tanner. She has the cutest pictures and she's just always such a light. Thank you so much. I appreciate this conversation today. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast, and I can't wait to speak with you soon. Friend, thank you so much for taking the time and listening to today's podcast episode. I hope you are leaving this episode feeling encouraged, inspired, and convicted. I definitely know that I feel super inspired after talking to Tanner and just hearing the heart she has for the Lord. If you don't already, make sure to follow along with Inspiring Honey on Instagram. Make sure to sign up for our email list so you don't miss a beat. And check out our website, inspiringhoney.com. Every week, there are brand new blog posts, and there's the Honey Shop that has amazingly cute things to help you grow in your faith. I can't wait to speak to you guys on next week's podcast episode, but until then, let's stay connected on Instagram. Make sure to follow along at Inspiring Honey, and feel free to DM me prayer requests at any time. I'm always here for you guys, and I'm so thankful to be a part of this community and seeing how God's growing this ministry.